Broadcasting by the sea in sunny San Diego, this is the Ascended Masters at Work show, where we lift the veil of mysticism and reveal ancient secrets brought to earth by the world's greatest spiritual teachers. Here we share real-life stories that change lives and widen our eyes. And now, here is your host and spiritual life coach, Reverend Shirlene Reeves. Welcome back to the show, everyone. It is 2 o'clock on Thursday in San Diego, and we are here every Thursday at 2 o'clock live, and we would love it if you would call in as we're doing the interview. We're excited about getting your questions answered, and we've got some really interesting thoughts for today, and I'm really looking forward to hearing what those who call in have to ask, because I've got my own questions all prepared. So here's the call-in number, 888-627-6008. That's 888-627-6008. Now, you know, I was thinking about today's guest, and sometimes we have a really rough time with life. And I was reading her books. She sent me some marvelous books. And one of them is called I Am an Angelic Walk-In. And what it does is it describes the life that she went through prior to being the person or angel that she is today. And some of what she went through is very, very much like many of us go through. We have people who aren't always straightforward with us. We have people who definitely take advantage of us. I'm sure that there's a lot of the audience out there that have had that feeling, and I certainly have. And then we, there are those who are of us who just don't stand up for who we are, and we let others run over the top of us. Have you ever had that experience? So what we're going to talk about today is about Claire Candy Howe and what happened in her life and why she became an angelic walk-in. Now, she has Angel Healing House Radio, and she also does a lot of work with people in, in order to teach them how to take responsibility for their own life. And that's why we get walked over the top of, wouldn't you agree? I mean, we really have a problem sometimes with our boundaries, and that's because we don't take responsibility for our lives. She also says that forgiveness is so important, and you've heard that from other guests on the show, that if we can release the burden of being angry with people, it really shifts the outcome of our life and how we see it. And then this one's a tough one. Being non-judgmental. I think that's one of the toughest things that people learn to do because they love to talk about everybody else and their behavior. So learning how to be non-judgmental is huge. So practice. See if you can practice just for one hour being non-judgmental. She also says that we have to emphasize the blessings in our lives and express gratitude. Gratitude's one of the ways I start every day. I don't even get out of bed before I thank God for everything that I receive. And guess what? When you are really good at gratitude, then just more and more comes to you. So if you aren't practicing gratitude, and it doesn't even have to be affirmations or anything like that, it can just be being grateful for your health or as simple as being grateful for finding a parking place. Oh my gosh, I'm always grateful for that because living in San Diego, most of the places are taken most of the time, but when I see a place and I get to be in it, and especially if it's close, oh man, I am so grateful. And then her last thought, and that's number five, is to love yourself and uh, love others unconditionally. That's another tough one. Really, really tough one. And this all takes practice. I tell all of my clients that it takes practice. And many of you know already that I'm a business success coach, and we have to practice those five steps in our business success also. Otherwise, we will never be successful. So as I said earlier, I want you to call in today because 
this is going to be so interesting. And I know you can hardly wait for me to get started. And I'm going to give you that number again, 888-627-6008, 888-627-6008. And you can always listen in at 716-748-0150, or you can just go to BBS Radio and listen right there on the web under the Ascended Masters at Work Show. So let's start off right away. This woman, as I said, she's already really, really amazing. And one, and she's got three major accomplishments that I really think you'll find interesting. And one is being able to function in a human body, get that, in a human body like all the rest of us, and integrate the energies of being an angel in a physical form. It's a constant endeavor. It's a constant endeavor just trying to function in a physical body, let alone being an angelic walk-in. And also, and authentically and without reservation, she shares her information with the world about her personal journey as an angelic walk-in and helps others to connect to their divine and eternal natures. And then the third thing is she creates and established the Angel Healing House and Angel Healing House Radio TV, which I mentioned to you just a bit earlier. So I want to welcome Claire Candy Howe right into the show right now and say, hi, how are you? Are you there waiting? Yes, I am here waiting. Thank you so much. And the last name is Hoff, as in oh, Hoff. I get. Thank you I for get, correcting me. That's okay. I get lots of different. Uh, you're not the first. And you probably won't be the last. But it's a pleasure <laughs> being here, Shirley. Thank you so much uh, for inviting me on your lovely program. Well, you know, I just thought that it would be so interesting to have you on because a lot of people have never heard of this before. And believe me, I was one of those too. But, you know, since I started talking about this, I've heard it from many other people. So I know you're not the only one, right? (laughs) Well, you know, when we put our focus and attention on something and we open up uh, our perception to be, um, some would say, of a higher consciousness to uh, to understand these concepts, uh, then it's amazing what comes into our reality. Yes, absolutely. That's exactly right. So tell us, I want you to explain to my listeners what an angelic walk-in is. What is that? Okay. Well, first of all, not all walk-ins are angelic in nature, but I'll, I'll start off by explaining to you that uh, a walk-in happens as a result of a person which is a uh, human being, a soul who is in human form on the earth plane, when that human uh, does not want to uh, complete their contracted uh, contract that they've written uh, before they incarnated. Uh, either they are emotionally traumatized, they are physically unwell, uh, you know, they're maybe terminally ill, they have a lot of illnesses, um, they can't keep their life force uh, energy going any longer. And they ask, not on a conscious level, because if you ask consciously to have a walk in experience, it means you have enough spiritual wisdom to be able to um, deal with whatever's in your life. But they would have uh, asked on an unconscious level for God and the angels to help them to get out of their contract early. Um, And uh, we on the other side, angels and spirit guides, and those that guide and protect us, uh, we don't want to see anybody suffer, but we know that our greatest lessons come in hardship and adversity. They challenge us, they struggle, uh, they help us to struggle and triumph over things. But in the last 40 plus years since the harmonic convergence of 1987, um, and I won't go into that, that's a whole other show, but Mm -hmm. basically it was a tipping point in the world when we wouldn't nuke ourselves and completely uh, have all of those Nostradamus prophecies, uh, you know, come to light when we decided that we 
would raise the consciousness on the planet, it was tantamount for as many people as possible to hold as much light as possible. And uh, there were uh, souls like the former soul who just was a dearth of light. She was a victim. She uh, could not, uh, she was codependent. Um, and she just was uh, was very much blaming everybody. Um, and uh, she couldn't find her way to any kind of enlightenment or awakening in in her life. And so in her dream state, I came to her for about two and a half years, and we spoke about her going up to God with honors, walking out of the body, and allow myself, Angel Ariel, to walk in. And uh, we decided when it was 100%, Uh, agreed upon that this would happen. We agreed upon an intersection episode. Sometimes it happens during an accident. You know, a lot of people die. The only person, you know, that survives walks away and there's something different about them. Perhaps it's during a surgery. Um, Mine was during a deep meditation when the former soul of Claire Candy walked out and the the new soul walked in. Um, Angel Ariel walked into the body to uh, then clean up her life because everything was negative in her life, uh, her uh, relationships, her job, everything. And then once her health was, you know, was absolutely uh, abysmal, um, and uh, then once the body was strengthened, once those responsibilities were looked after, then I was able to get onto my mission which was to be of service to humanity. Um, And that was in January 11th of 2003. Um, So many things have happened as a result of that. Of course, I established Angel Healing House. But nine months after that, um, I drew to myself and him to me, my twin flame, and uh, which, uh, which we have been on our twin flame mission, if you want to call it that, uh, married. We met on a Saturday. Five days later, he asked to marry me. And uh, two months to that day, we were married and have been on our mission from God, bringing the, uh, marrying the talents of my beloved twin flame husband, Pete, and myself and my, uh, my gifts and talents, marrying them together to bring to the world, our projects and our endeavors. Um, so that's a little bit of a background of what a walk-in is. I just want to touch that on. I that. want to make a comment. Can I make a comment oh, here? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. I uh, found it very interesting, your description of the difference between a soulmate and a twin flame. Would you mind sharing that with the listeners? No, not at all. I just want to uh, just want to get in that not all walk-ins are angelic. Some okay. are uh, the hierarchical ones that we know are Jesus and Buddha. Jesus was the ascended master, Lord Sananda, and then he came to the to the earth plane to bring more light. Some could be um, star seeds from different galaxies and different planets, and then others are spirit guides, advanced spiritual souls who want to come back and to be of service to humanity. And there are some like myself from the angelic realm. But um, let's go into soulmates and twin flames. First of all, everyone, stop asking for your twin flame because, it, because they may not be in this incarnation with you. And the reason they may not be in, in this incarnation with you is because they can help you better from the other side. From mm-hmm. across the veil. Mm-hmm. So, so, having said that, a soulmate is somebody that's in your soul group that comes back lifetime after lifetime to help reflect something to you. Either you come and it's electrifying these soulmate relationships. Uh, they can be romantic in nature. Um, my mother's my soulmate. My ex, my abusive ex was my soulmate. Uh, these are people that uh, reflect something inside of themselves to you. And then if it triggers you, if, it, if you're reactive, if it pushes your buttons, that means they're doing their job. Um, yeah, and, I don't want any of those anymore. Okay. Yes, yes. You know what? You don't have to keep playing the soulmate game, Charlene, as you yeah. so uh, beautifully put. And um, once you understand the soulmate game, then you can go on to have beautiful, blessed, just peaceful, loving, and uh, and and respectful, honoring relationships. Um, a twin flame is different than a soulmate because there's only one 
twin flame, the one divine complement in any space, time, and dimension. And when they come together, it is very rare on the earth plane, they come together for a higher mission. Um, And what people don't know about twin flames is at the top is always God. It's a triad with the divine masculine and the divine feminine. Twin flames don't come together unless each party has transmuted their karma. If, they're, if they've let go of all anger, sadness, bitterness, resentment, regret, judgment, um, defensiveness, criticism, um, and, uh, and really transmuted their karma, then they're clear enough to be able to, to um, energetically come together. Um, and also, uh, to be in a twin flame relationship, each party must give up their will and uh, they will to will God's will. Uh, Pete and I go where God tells us to go. Uh, we, uh, regardless of our finances, regardless of money, regardless of the s- success, regardless of anything else, we are in that triad with God always at the top. And a lot of people keep asking for their twin flame relationship, but they they have no idea how. If you are in a twin flame relationship, a true twin flame relationship, in which each party gets to. Um, be exactly who they are. Nothing is more important than the relationship. No, nothing is more important than the relationship and your service to God. Um, then they say, oh, I want my twin flame, but they're not prepared to give up their will for God's will to direct this relationship and what needs to come forth and, and where they need to be in the world in order to do this. Mm. So there's okay. some interesting points there. Yeah, that's very interesting. And I'd love to bring on Dot, and she's got some questions for you. Is that okay, okay with you? It's a good spot perfect. for you? Okay, perfect. so uh, let's welcome Dot to the show. Hi, Dot, are you there? Hi, Charlene. Hi, uh, welcome hi. to the show. I'm glad you're here. Hi, Dot. Yes. Well, the language <laughs> that um, um, uh, you're speaking is a little foreign to me. And I still don't know as I have the concept of walk-in. How did you, is it Candy? Yes. Is that the correct name, Candy? Yes, yes. How, how did you know that you have this walk-in experience? What, what in your conscious awareness gave you that information? Okay. For three months before um, I started to draw to myself, uh, the spiritual advisors, the spiritual healers, the psychics, um, and the and the book information. Um, it was six months before. It was, this was back in 2003 that I actually came uh, came across or bro- drew to myself any information. I lived the characteristics that many walk-ins lived through. One of the things is dot that you from one day to the next, I took responsibility for my life. I knew that I had contracted my abusive um, ex to be part of my life to teach me lessons. I knew that I contracted a controlling parent. Um, From one day to the next, I forgave everyone else. Uh, From one day to the next, I was non-judgmental. I was no longer a victim. I didn't blame anybody. These were dramatic things in my life. uh, so that was number one. And so uh, then I I felt like adopting the name Claire. I'd been given the name Claire, the former soul had at birth. But if anybody called me Claire for 47 years before that walk-in, I would say, I, don't, I hate that name. But all the clairvoyant, the clairsentient, the clairaudient opened up from one day to the next. And I embrace the name Claire. Lots of walk-ins change their name because they don't resonate with that former soul as they have a complete change in personality and characteristics and their perceptions and their attitudes. Uh, The second thing is um, God became very important to me, not from a religious point because she was never religious. She was never really that spiritual. And uh, following that voice of God and hearing it, clearly hearing it um, and, uh, and knowing, and she worried her whole life 
about everything and nothing. And I knew that I was in his, her, all that is hands. And there was no worry anymore. Um, another thing is that, uh, you know, I knew to be of service through um, the healing arts. And I was not particularly interested in that beforehand. So many references to Reiki came in. And I got my master uh, teacher degree in the Session Sekum and also in the Asui traditional. And a lot of people get their masterships, but they don't do anything with it. The next day, I got my business degree, uh, my business license in Australia. And magically, people started just showing up on my doorstep and referring me. And all of this was so beautifully orchestrated and at the nine month mark um, I drew to myself my twin flame um, not all walk-ins uh, draw their twin flame to themselves um, but uh, having lived those characteristics for three months dot and then spirit introduced me to the spiritual healers the uh, international seer clairvoyant that I was led to um, uh, without me saying anything to them they immediately said, my dear lady, you've come back and you you have come back from the angelic realm. And yes, indeed, you are a walk-in. Um, and uh, three months after that was when spirit started to bring me books on walk-ins. So it wasn't like I'd heard the term walk-in. I'd never heard of it before and started then like a hypochondriac. Here's the symptoms and starts to develop them. I had all of these characteristics that walk-ins usually had for three months and then I was given the information and that's what led me and I knew I was living a completely wrong life and the person I was with and I let go of everything that was negative and uh, dishonoring and disvaluing and disrespectful to me and I opened up to my divine eternal nature um, and valuing valuing uh, this soul that I am and knowing that I am worthy and deserving of being that child of God and being led to a, a beautiful life that I co-create in every single moment. moment. So, Dot, did that make sense so, to you? Well, I have one more question. Um, Go for it. Was part of a near-death, did you have part of a near-death experience when all this change happened? No. Um, the former soul had a near-death experience when she was five years old and also when she drowned when she was almost 15. And uh, my book, Angels of Faith um, and Our Divine Eternal Natures, is based on those two near-death experiences that she had. But there was no near-death experience involved in this. This was a straight-out contract uh, between the former soul and myself um, as I... Angel Ariel, who now is in the body, visited her two and a half years before she um, decided that she wanted to exit her contract. Um, and it's not like possession. It's the, the person decides that they don't want to be in their contract anymore. So we're going to take a break for just a minute. Dot, would you mind holding on so that we can continue this discussion with you? Um, okay. Okay, okay, so uh, we'll be right back, and I've got a great question to ask Candy when we get back, because I read in her book that she didn't even know when she was a walk-in that she was, and I want her to share with you how she found that out. So we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Shirlene Reeves with Maximize Your Wealth Now with a new tip on how to maximize your wealth. What if you could compel your clients rather than selling them so that they would work with you? Wouldn't that be so much easier? Wouldn't it be easier to have more income? I talk to entrepreneur after entrepreneur, and they're running from networking group to networking group, and they're so tired. And the reason they're tired is because they're not making any money, and they don't know how to work with their perfect clients. What if I said to you, 
compel, don't sell. And I could give you the tips for how to do that. I'm tearing back the curtain and I'm going to show you how I built my business from zero to multi-millions. And I want you to make multi-millions too. So check it out on my website, MaximizeYourWealthNow.com and get signed up for the next class. I promise you, I guarantee you, you won't be sorry. I invested in Shirlene's uh, Compelled to Sell sales training program and I just knew immediately that she was the person that I wanted to work with. I came in wanting to know how to get more people I could talk to. And I also learned some things I didn't know that I didn't know. And now I know. At least I have a good idea. The reason I took this course was because I felt like there were a lot of new things that Shalene had to offer that I had not experienced before. That's why I took the class, is I wanted to sort of up-level my sales skills. And thank you, Shalene, for this amazing class. In 10 weeks, eight Compel Don't Sell students made a total of $301,000. Isn't it time to make a compelling difference in your income? If you answered yes, call 1-888-889-9212. That's 1-888-889-9212 to register for the next Compel Don't Sell course and learn the art of selling with heart. Discover the secrets to the three-step sales waltz. Learn how to open a sales conversation and ask for the sale authentically in your own words. Dial to reserve your seat today. Dial 888-889-9212. Zero zero eight 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 six two seven six zero zero eight, and we have Candy on the line, and Dot is here with us too, and I'm really glad you hung on, Dot, um, because I really want you to hear this answer about what Candy has to say about not even realizing after she walked in, and how she found out that she was a walk-in. Share that with us, Candy, would you? Yes, absolutely. I uh, At that stage, I was the owner of a coffee shop uh, on the Gold Coast in Queensland, Australia. And one, one thing I noticed was that I was joyful. I was calm. I was peaceful. Um, whereas I was very sarcastic. I was snippy. I was, I was always so wound up. I, I was uh, smoking like two packs of cigarettes a day and living on very little. I was anorexic, suicidal, all mm. kinds of things before. And uh, after this, uh, and, and I was very reactive and triggered. And from one day to the next, the people around me uh, said, what is, what is different about you? It, it is a, like a light that's coming off of you. You're so calm. Uh, You know, I was non-reactive. I didn't stress and I didn't worry after a lifetime of trying to figure out and control life uh, because I'd been controlled by an abusive ex, an abusive uh, parent. Um, Then I just, it was so um, clear to me that I, I was not in control of life and that I allowed God to show me the signs for the direction and the clarity of my life when God had not been uh, in my life at all for those 47 years, not, as I said before the break, not very religious, not very spiritual. So those things, I went from blaming everyone to taking full responsibility and remembering what I had wrote in the contract of my, what I had written in the contract of my life with the etheric council before I, before I uh, came into this physical incarnation. So those things were so drastic in my life that I was peaceful, I was calm, I was joyful, and I no longer stressed, I no longer was worried, I no longer blamed anybody, I no longer was a victim, and I started to practice those five important tenets 
tenants, which Angel Healing House has always been built on, which, as um, as uh, Charlene mentioned, was taking responsibility for my life because I contracted those people and those events to bring contrast to my life to help me grow and to help me be challenged. And then I forgave. I didn't say to others, um, I forgive you, which is a very different energy from please forgive me. Because please forgive me takes accountability for what you've done. Well, not so much. I forgive you. Um, I was non-judgmental. I mean, for 47 years, again, it was everybody else's fault. Uh, there was a lot of uh, putting my emphasis on blame and, and fault finding. And there was no judgment whatsoever. There was only gratitude and appreciation for my infinite blessings and unconditionally loving, no matter what anybody had ever done. And uh, and then, after I, after all of this, after three months, then I was um, I drew to myself. So then I think my angelic family, the posse of angels, I don't call them that, they call themselves that. Um, <laughs> they really wanted me to, uh, to experience those things before I'd even heard the term walk in. And three months went by after I started to digest what this, these spiritual healers and clairvoyants had, uh, had shared with me before I even got any information, any books on the subject about walk-ins. So, so that was pretty much uh, the journey that, uh, that brought me to, uh, to understanding what had happened to me. So, Dot, do you have any comments about that? What do you think about, um, and, and tell us quickly about you. How, how is it that you're interested in this? Well, I certainly have been on my own personal journey, and um, it's interesting that I changed my name, and my name is Dot Claire. Um, mm, and very interesting. That was, that was my middle name, um, but I chose to end all surnames and really honor that Claire is um, what I've heard in the past is is of the light of God, Dorothy Claire. Yes. But um, so I feel like I've been I've been living. Um, you know, a, a life a little bit like you, but I wouldn't certainly call myself a walk-in, and I didn't have a dramatic change. Mine has only been progressive. So well, you I've know just what? been trying to... What? I was going to say, Dot, you know, what, you know what often happens is often uh, there is a partial walk-in of a braided soul in which our uh, unconsciously we ask for, uh, we ask for divine intervention, intervention and help and a, and a soul, I'm not saying this is a um, 100% in your case, but what I'm saying is um, a lot of times uh, souls will come, those ones that are have, you know, a higher um, spiritual um, knowledge, they will come in, they will braid with our soul for a while to boost us, to help us awaken and enlighten some part of our ourselves, and then they will leave. Um, and so this might, this might have happened, I'm saying, you know, with it would would have been a braided soul, which would have come in and, uh, and had this effect on you. So um, I'm just saying mm. that's another alternative. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just, I think probably it's, it's more a matter of uh, language, and um, I'm just fascinated by uh, how your life changed so dramatically. And that, oh, it, um, it was, you know, it what was I hear you, day. you're really following um, spirit. You know, that, yes. that uh, you're open to hearing messages and you actually take action on them. Well, a lot and of people that- talk, a lot of, dot, a lot, and Shirley, a lot of people uh, talk a good talk, but it's very difficult um, to actually walk the walk and be the example, be the example of uh, following that word. I mean, uh, strangely enough, uh, Pete and I have booked moves before uh, to cities when God told us you will be moving and book the move now when we haven't been able to give them an address. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did the same thing when I moved to San Diego and Doc <laughs> knows that. I just got the message that I was supposed to come here and so I told everybody I was coming here. I had no idea where I was going to live or what I, or why I was even coming, but I 
did what I was told to do. And it's really shifted and changed my life as a result of doing what I was told to do. And that's how I live. Everything I do, I'm told to do. Yes. And and on the side, the only way we have faith is by having faith. And when we hear that divine voice or, you know, perceive it or whatever, um, when we take that step forward, there are, there are miracles, doors open on the other side of that. Mm -hmm. It's always been the case. Pete, actually, in my book, I'm an angelic walk-in by my autobiography. Actually, it's the sequel to that former novel, One True Home, Behind the Veil of Forgetfulness. But in I'm an angelic walk-in, I say that I met Pete on a Saturday. He wanted to ask to marry me, not be his girlfriend, but marry me three days after. But he thought, how can I ask this this girl to marry me? Uh, His head took over and said, I just met her. And on the fifth day when he woke up, he said, I felt the hand of God gently nudging me forward and saying, ask her to marry you and everything will fall into place and on that fifth day he asked to marry me and it was just that level of comfort that we had when we met some people don't have that in long-standing relationships of decades Um, and it was like let's let's uh, hold hands together let's be best buddies and dance throughout life and carry forth god's mission for us which pete's in the film and tv industry i've written books we've written screenplays about my uh about the books and the messages will go forth to a much wider audience on the planet Mm -hmm. just like i think the messages in this um for this show are doing the same thing absolutely you know it takes care of itself it's not something i really have to worry about that's right all we need to do is show up and to be our authentic divine eternal selves and uh, it's in that shining that authentic light fearlessly fearlessly following the faith in uh, in ourselves, in our co-creation with God's source, and uh, then we let go of the how and the when of of that unfolding because that's not our providence. That's the providence of God and the angels. And then we come to life as a child, and we are shown and directed the most miraculous ways that we can step forth and be that shining example. So, what do you think? Um Candy, is the greatest obstacle that stops people from connecting with their divine, eternal nature? Money. Mm. Mm -hmm. Money, Money, competition, and fear. That's Mm -hmm. it. You know, I've had so many people look at my books and say, oh my gosh, you've written such wonderful books. I have a book, uh, but but um, when you wrote your book, how did how did you think about marketing it or distributing it? What did you what was the content you you uh, decided to write upon? What was and I said, no, 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 no. A writer writes. Mm-hmm. You feel you feel when you write more than you think about it because the the um, creative um, part of us which is seated in our soul is opened up by allowing God to have that, uh, have his or her hand in our creativity. And, uh, so many people will say, well, you know, why write a book? I don't want to be a starving writer. You know, mm-hmm. uh, my book's not going to make very much money. And so they'll stop themselves because of money. Then I, then they say, well, you know, there's been lots of books written about angels. I said, I say to them, you know, if I, if I thought to myself when I channeled Angels of Faith, well, there's been lots of books on angels before. Lots of people have spoken about that uh, and also on, on near-death experiences. Who am I? But I knew I am a child of God. Nobody has my fingerprints. I am a unique vibration. And uh, and uh, everyone is. And so uh, then I said, I, I don't have any competition. If God get channeled this book through me, then it means that it's it's uh, meant to be uh, published and it's meant to be shared on the earth plane. And so many synchronicities and wonderful people have found me through this book, Angels of Faith. So it's money, competition, and fear of not being worthy and deserving and honoring and valuing ourselves from bringing forth our creative passions. And those are the three things that will stop you dead in your tracks every single time. Mm-hmm. 
I agree because the entrepreneurs that I work with, I really have to nudge them forward continuously so that they will actually present what the information that they know and their passion, but they don't want to do it in the beginning. They're afraid. They don't want to step up. They don't want to step into the light. They don't want to be massively visible and it really hurts them. And what I see is that they're, they're wasting time and they're not believing in themselves. So I think the biggest challenge out there is to support others in believing in who they are and also setting the boundaries so that others cannot tear them down and ruin who they are. Well, nobody can nobody can tear you down because um, if you are strong, if you are a hundred percent authentic, honest, open, and transparent, um, then it doesn't matter what anybody has to say about you. It certainly doesn't stop you from from communicating who you are and what you believe in. Um, I often say that I I wrote this book not to get anybody to believe me or not to get anybody to come on my side or anything like that. But I'll be darned if I stop telling my story and what's truth, what is absolute 100% truth for me because of what somebody says. Nobody can tear you down if you don't allow them to. Perfect. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Dot, do you have anything else you'd like to ask, Candy? Uh, well, I really like uh, the, the, the uh, three things that she said that uh, stop us dead in our tracks, money, competition, and fear. And mm-hmm. I sometimes call that as part of the addictive system. Um, but, uh, uh, the, you know, I, I do believe that our life is a process. And uh, I love the fact that you have um, opened yourself to listen to spirit and walk through and the confidence that you have in yourself to, to um, uh, it, it doesn't matter what other people think because your life, you're doing it for yourself. I mean, you're doing it for that people here, but but it's it's that 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 trust that trust that spirit is guiding is what leads you. That's what I hear. Yes, that's the only thing that's uh, that's the, the only thing that's important. The highest thing for me is to be, and and this is from my abs, from my heart. The highest thing for me to be, and I'm getting shivers all over, is to be of service to God. There is no higher service for me uh, in this incarnation uh, that I have been on, uh, and in this body since January 11th of 2003. Um, I'm not here for the money. I'm not here for success. I'm not here for fame. I'm already. I, actually, my my radio program next week is "You Are Famous." You are a success already because you're a child of God, and in that has been seated the miraculous blessings that we've been given. Uh, The three blessings that we've been given, ladies, are we are more guided, protected, cherished, adored, and loved than we can possibly ever imagine in every second of every day by our angels. Uh, The second is abundance is our nature. So we're pure potential, and we can change our lives and write a new story, which I spoke about in my last Angel Healing House radio program last week. Um, and we can change the direction of our lives whenever we, we choose to. We're metaphysicians. And the last one is everything happens in God's timing. So those are the three gifts that we have been promised before we came in as uh, spiritual beings in human form. And, uh, and if we can just understand how powerful we are, uh, then our lives will flow with ease and grace. We don't have to worry. We don't have to stress. Uh, we, we release all expectation and attachment as to how our limited linear mind think that life needs to work out for us. And we let our soul expand in what needs, uh, not what needs to, but what would be of most benefit for our soul to grow and be challenged in this beautiful incarnation. Mm. And on that final thought, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. If you're enjoying the Ascended Masters at Work show... You'll love taking the next steps in your spiritual development with Reverend Shirlene in her workshops on the shores of sunny San Diego. Reverend Shirlene will teach you 
the mystical secret shared by the Ascended Masters for lifting the veil of universal mystery. You'll discover and learn how to put into practice universal laws that increase your business, achieve financial freedom, and develop loving relationships. Learn the art of reading the universal signs. Discover the pure meaning of spiritualism and how to connect to the divine within you. Tap into the guidance that moves you from ordinary to extraordinary. Build a powerful relationship with spirit that serves your mission and purpose. Tap into your next steps with intuitive guidance you can trust. Each event has limited seating. If you're ready for your next steps on your spiritual path and want to make a difference in your life and the lives of those who love you, register at ascendedmastersatwork.com. That's A-S-C-E-N-D-E-D, mastersatwork.com. Or dial 888-889-9212. That's 888-889-9212 to reserve your seat for this limited time offer. So welcome back, everyone. We are here with Claire Candy Hoff, and she's been giving us some phenomenal information about what it means to be an angelic walk-in. And just before the commercial break, she told us about three gifts that were given before we ever come to Earth, and she said it so fast, even I couldn't get it written down. <laughs> Would you mind sharing that, Candy? Not at all. If Okay, if everyone can imagine that you've, um, you've uh, written your contract with the Etheric Council, if you don't know who the Etheric Council is, they're a wise group of sage elders um, very knowledgeable, uh, lots of uh, wisdom uh, that we write our contracts with when we're on a, in our one true home across the veil in heaven, if you want to use that term. And then right, right before we're standing on the platform uh, to come into this human uh, form of ours, we're given three gifts. And the first gift is we are more guided, protected, cherished, loved, and adored than we can possibly imagine, and that's in every second of every single day by our angels and our spirit guides. Uh, we do have guardian angels. Mine is my grandmother, Sarah, who passed away when I was eight years old, and I speak to her every single day. She is as wise and sharp uh, she just told me she's a she's as snappy a dresser as she was in, <laughs> when she was alive, and she's uh -huh. she's we she's wearing a little pillbox hat with her gloves, um, and her her beautiful little uh, purse, her Kelly purse. Um, so uh, yes, we have that guidance, that protection, and the more we open up to it, the more we can hear it, see it, and perceive the signs. The second is that abundance is our nature. Now, what does that mean? That means we are pure potential pure creative potential and in any moment we can change our lives we can write uh, a new story for our lives um, as we are already famous and already successful because we are children of God and we've co-created those scenes seeds of abilities talents and gifts everyone has these um, and everyone does them things in their own way um, and so we are abundant um, and we can change our life because the magicians that we are everything is energy the third gift that we are given is that we don't have to worry about the how and the when of working out because those angels of ours will send us signs and messages but most people don't see them because they're living in the past worrying and stressing or worrying and stressing about the future um, and the only way the future is determined is what by hap was happened in the what happens in the present moment so um, 
we give over the how and the when of our lives happening because that third gift is divine timing. Everything happens in God's timing and not in ours. So those three gifts are available to each and every every one of us as we are in human form, um, and they're like a little uh, they're like a little uh, treasure trove that we carry around with us to affect our lives and uh, for our lives to move with ease and grace. And if we only knew that, right? If everybody only knew that, and. and- mm. In my last event that I did, I was teaching people how to read the signs because they don't stop long enough to see them. Have you found that, Candy? Absolutely. The one thing that if we can, um, and the new generation of children are, this is more inbuilt in them, um, to allow themselves the, and it's not even the luxury. It's like, it's like allowing ourselves to be fed and nourished with silence and stillness and being. You know, before 2012, it was the Piscean age. It was mm-hmm. the age of I do, therefore I am. It was the age of logic and reason and rational thinking but since 2012 when uh, when we, uh, we've shifted our energies have have, have um, are of a higher consciousness all we need to do is be be who we authentically are be in that stillness and in that stillness we will be shown those signs and as I said before most people don't see the signs you know Mm -hmm. we can see them the signs in license plates in the songs that were given on the radio beautiful insects and signs from nature come across for us Um, but most people are in the past or they're Mm -hmm. worried about the future and they're not they're 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 not living they're existing but they're not living which can only be done in the present moment Right, exactly. I agree with you 100%. Mm. Now, I want to ask you this question about the children now. Um, I have a six and seven-year-old grandchildren, and uh, they just graduated today to first and third grade. So they're, <laughs> we're going to go do a celebration tonight. Um, and, I, you know, I've been looking around. I spend a lot of time with the children and all of their friends, and I've noticed how um, they're bigger for one, I've really noticed that they're much bigger than they, they were before in the past, and they're more focused, but some of them are just absolutely wild, and they can't sit still for a minute. What are your thoughts on that? Okay. Um, a lot of uh, um, the children in the last 30, 40 years, we can see that they are, uh, each generation is born of a higher consciousness as the, uh, the world's um, uh, consciousness, if you would, um, has shifted. Uh, the baby boomer generation, we were not of a higher consciousness to get beyond uh, learning facts, spewing back facts, uh, getting a job, uh, staying in that job for 20, 30, 40 years, being given a gold watch and going home and dying. Um, <laughs> that's the olden days. <laughs> that's in the olden days. Then then the indigos were born. The indigos are now indigo adults from about 19 to about uh, 38 or 40. They were born, um, they learn kinesthetically. They don't learn by sitting down. Um, they, a, lot, a lot of them have been misdiagnosed as attention deficit with hyperactivity. Um, it, the, they have outgrown the antiquated and the archaic way uh, that uh, that children were always taught to be seen, to be you know, uh, to be seen and not heard, you mm-hmm. know, to just follow the rules. And these children buck the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people call them rebellious, but uh, they are amazing because they don't take, they don't do the status quo. Uh, mm-hmm. They question authority, and they were they were born on this planet to uh to reveal um a lot of things that about the matrix that people just you know um uh blindly blindly and their their bs meter uh you know and and and, and <laughs> telling in in, in in being able in being able to uh uh tell if somebody is lying is off the charts and these these children cannot be bought for love nor money i call them children because 19 to 38 they're considerably younger than i am but uh they can't be bought for love nor money when the baby boomers if you waved a mcmansion and bmw keys in front of us it doesn't matter what we would have had to lie or what we would have had to do 
we could be bought, but they cannot be bought. Um, and then after the indigos came the crystals. The crystal children started to be born um, uh, around um, 2000, no, sorry, 1995 to about 2005, 2010. And they were born of an even higher um, sensitivity. Many of them didn't talk for close to two, two and a half, three years because they were so telepathic, they didn't need to talk. Their sensitivity to foods, to textures, to all of those things, uh, they're, they're very sensitive. They often were born with very large luminescent eyes. And in the last years, um, since the crystals, came the rainbow children. And we see them on America's Got Talent and we see them on Britain's Got Talent singing opera and, uh, you know, musical prodigies they are born with no karma they are born psychic they are they're like little adults um and they know who they are and they present themselves with a hundred percent certainty uh to the world uh with with great um uh, confidence um and each generation is born of a higher frequency and um it's not that these children can't sit still it's a good thing that they can't sit still because they are they learn much different and they have exceeded their intelligence and their way that they learn has exceeded the archaic and the antiquated system that was always set up for children to be seen and not heard and just spew back facts so what do you, what ages would you say the crystals are? Crystals, um, let me see, 1995 to about two th- uh, or so there, um, maybe 15 and younger, somewhere around there. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. then the rainbow children started coming in when? Well, there's, uh, depending who you read, uh, some people said the crystals were maybe 1995 to 2005, and then the rainbows started to come. Some people say the rainbows only have been starting to be seeded on the planet in the last 10 years. But okay. I, don't think, I don't think it's that important to, uh, to put a date on things, but to understand if you're a parent or an educator, uh, the importance of the energy behind these children, and they learn differently and um and they don't need to be taught anything that's it um i've often said on my radio programs and in interviews that the word um for for the original word for um education what we think was education was educo but educo in greek does not mean to educate it means mm-hmm. to lead forth and mm-hmm. what we're under, understanding about these children is that they were already born see like myself I was born to be a writer. I'm breathing when I'm writing. I cannot stop writing. I'm living when I'm writing. It's just, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. but a a good teacher will see what's inside of that child already and polish it like a diamond and just foster and mentor that potential within that child. Um, And so many, so many of these uh, confident, you know, prodigies are coming forth and they're just showing up they know who they are they don't need us to tell them who they are because they've shifted they've shifted to a higher consciousness Mm, that's awesome that's really thank you for sharing that and that's the way the world's going to change and the future of our children Mm -hmm. absolutely i agree 100 percent I absolutely agree. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Next week, we are going to have Dr. Stephen Keener, and he talks uh, all about balancing the brain with the spine to take care of your back and your thinking challenges. And he's actually a spinal engineer, and I can't wait to hear what he has to say next week. And I want to thank you, Candy, for being here with us today, and thank you for your lovely books that you sent me. I am an angelic walk-in. I absolutely love that book. And then One True Home, I don't know if you mentioned that, but she talks about her different lifetimes in this. And we're going to have to have her back on to talk about that because we just couldn't get to it all. She's so (laughs) full of information. And I want to thank you so much. And then you mentioned the name of your other book. I don't have it right here in front of me. Would you like to mention that again? Yes, absolutely. That one's Angels of Faith. Um, That was my first book. And One True Home Behind the Veil of Forgetfulness speaks about my five most important past lives. And and the reason they were most important was because I grew the most spiritually. 
um, and had some tremendous challenges in those life which helped me to expand my my soul and my spiritual wisdom but it also then took uh, the reader from uh, the uh, incarnation that I lived then to the other side um, to across the veil and what I did in those lives between those lives and, and that's I, what I, I thought was so interesting that yes. is so interesting um, then, because I've read Journey of Souls I don't know if you've read that yes also. I have Michael Newton uh, yes, he was just, he, that's a phenomenal book, and I give it to everybody that loses someone or when someone passes over, and I, I think your, good, your book would be an excellent one to give them as well. Yeah, it's filled with so, spiritual uh, wisdom as well, yes. Well, we've run out of time, and this has just been um, a wonderful, wonderful show, and thank you again, Candy, and um, for those of you who... Um, haven't had a chance to read her books, pick them up, One True Home, and I Am an Angelic Walk-In, and you will be amazed at what you learn, and I'm so appreciative that you sent them to me because it made it a real deep interview. So thank you, and welcome back next week with Dr. Stephen Keener. I look forward to having you with us again, and have a great week. See you on Thursday at 2 o'clock. Thank you for joining us on the Ascended Masters at Work show with spiritual life coach, Reverend Shirlene Reeves. We hope you found our message enlightening in a way that will change your everyday interactions in work and play. Share the love. Pass on our web address, ascendedmastersatwork.com, and if you have a great story to share, we'd love to have you on the show. This has been a Massive Visibility Media Production. Join us next week for the Ascended Masters at Work show. And while remembering the words of the late Wayne Dyer, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. We say Namaste.